What's up guys, welcome to today's money. Thank you for listening, I appreciate you being here. If you'd like to watch the video version of this podcast, there's a link for that in the description. And if you wanna jump right into the podcast, skip the next 30 seconds of ad space. For everybody that's listening, Gwendolyn and I have been working together for about a year. Gwendolyn is somebody who I not only trust and rely on to you know help spread the ASFX brand and what we're creating here as far as pushing self-sufficiency behind systematic trading, but I also turned to her for just you know a fresh approach, a fresh perspective on other ideas with our brand and our growth too. So I hold Gwendolyn's opinion to a high standard, which is why I wanted to get her on here and on the YouTube channel for you guys, because I think that there's one thing, and we're really going to talk about that here in the next hour or so. There's one thing that I think you guys can all learn from her, even I can learn from her. So I want to just kind of dive into it for the first time on the call with you guys. And then Hopefully by the end of this, everybody, whether you're consistent and you're just watching because you like Gwendolyn, you like me, and you want to just hear your friends talk, or if you're struggling and you're trying to find that consistency, hopefully by the end, you still pull some value out of it. So before we get into the one thing that I want to really dive into, the main topic of today, the title of the video, Gwendolyn, do you want to intro uh, yourself a little bit to everybody real quick? Okay. Uh, yeah. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Gwendolyn. I'm, in, I'm a 31-year-old trader from Sacramento, California. I'm about an hour and a half away from the Pacific Ocean. It's pretty great. Um, I've been trading for a little over a year and a half now. And yeah, I've been working with Austin for almost a year. And I'm really excited for like how everything's been developing. It's been pretty fantastic. You've come on at an, at an awesome time. You've seen like the explosive growth of ASFX and everything like that. And there was um, a lot of digging I know that you had to go through to find us just as there was digging that Riley and I had to go through to get to this point and we can go at that a little bit but to to start the call you said something to me uh last week I believe it was when we were on a call you me and Riley talking about some future ideas you had mentioned that you had never blown a trading account and like that took me back like I was like wait a minute I'm I mean and again you know we've been doing this I've been doing this now for five years I've talked to a lot of people there's very, very few, if any, traders that are still trading today, you know, past a year, past two years, that could say that they've never blown an account. So when you said that to me, I was like, oh my God, that is perfect, not only for the title of a video, but that's perfect because I think that there's something that you have tapped into that a lot of new traders aren't able to tap into. So I wanted to talk to you more about that. Can you give us any information on maybe why you think you've never blown an account, like you knowing yourself better than anybody. And I know even now you've been doing a lot of self-reflection and digging deep on who you are. So now with all this newfound information that you're finding even recently, any idea on why that would be? Um, you know, it's funny because in the Philly seminar, uh, Riley had asked me like, what's something you would tell a beginning trader? And the first thing I said was find a mentor. And that is literally why I have never blown an account. Because when I first started trading, I wasn't trading Forex, I was trading crypto. And when I was trading crypto, I was following some guy that doesn't, I don't even think he trades anymore. But he always like told us, you know, make sure you're using a stop loss. Like you never want to go into a trade without a stop loss. You know, you only want to risk X amount of, per, you know, like 1% of your account. And so that was where I started was only the most I ever risked on, a, on an account was 1%. Um, and then when I moved to Forex, I moved to a different one, uh, different education group where they also said, you know, always use a stop loss. Don't risk more than 1%, you know, and because I was using systems that were proven and profitable, like, 
even though I, I wasn't trading them very well, that I was getting enough into where I was winning enough to, to not, you know, like going too far into drawdown. I think uh, the maximum drawdown I've been in was about 13%. That's incredible. And I feel like one thing that you're saying that a lot of new traders overlook is your approach to risk management. So can you tell us a little bit now being with ASFX for however many eight months or so you said, how have you, how has your approach towards risk management changed versus that 1% mentality? Um, well, since we use like a grading system, I actually kind of like it better because now I know like if I'm going to take not as great of a setup or maybe it's a setup that I'm just personally not super strong in, I can just risk a little bit less. Like with my other systems, it was like 1%, no matter what the setup is, it's just 1%. Every setup is treated the exact same. And I like that, you know, like we're not, like we don't treat every setup the exact same because every setup isn't the exact same. So now with my risk management, I am actually risking, I think, typically like 1% on a good trade and I risk typically like half a percent um, for like B setups and stuff. So I've actually cut, being, I've been more conservative coming into ASFX. Do you think that that conservative attitude has led to, I guess you could say survival, or do you think the conservative attitude has led to more money left out on the table? Which side of that cup do you fill? Um, I wouldn't say it's more money left out on the table because when you're using like a lower, if you're using less of your account, I think it's serving a purpose. So when I was um, trading in February, I was actually kind of in a bad mentality and I was um, usually risking about a half a percent on a trade. And then I was like, I can make up this loss with 1%. Okay, maybe I can make up this loss with 1%. And I started going down this hole. So when I started trading in March, I was trading uh, a quarter of a percent straight through because I was like, well, you know, you have to build, rebuild the trust in yourself. And I have to essentially rebuild the responsibility that I given myself when I was trading higher. So sure. Sure. excuse me. Yeah. So like trading lower, just, um, I don't know. I don't feel like I was leaving money out because I was making sure that my mindset was correct. When you say you're making sure your mindset, that was exactly where I was trying to go with it. When, what about that specifically was incorrect that needed to be corrected with what you were doing previous with your mindset? Uh, being too greedy, like essentially trying to like hold on to see trades and, and squeeze everything that I could out of the market. And I realized like, that's not the way to be profitable. I don't need to catch the whole move. I don't need to, I don't even really need to risk that much. Like I just need to do the right things. And until I do the right things, then I can't increase my risk again. So that's very well said. I want you to even go a little deeper if you can, for the people listening about when you say do the right things, what's one or two things that you have to do right every day now that you maybe weren't doing right before? Um, focusing on the process and just not not worrying about what the trade is going to do. If the trade is meeting my parameters and it's telling me, okay, my system is telling me, hey, I can get into the trade, then I should get into the trade. If my system's telling me, hey, maybe you should back off of the trade, then I should back off of the trade. And if the, the trade goes without me, that's okay. That's fine. And I think that that's that's something that I've really had to learn. I feel like we all have had to go through that. For me, like trying to learn that lesson in particular cost me a lot of money, but it made me resilient. And it really, I think, tested my character. And when I've overcome that, it proved to me who I truly could be. So for people that are new, 
when we've seen these lessons on those that you you almost want to tell people that they have to take the losses in order to learn the lessons. Do you think that there's any other way that you or I or anybody in our position now could go back and avoid those losses that led to valuable lessons? Is there any way to learn that? I mean, I guess mentorship, like you said at the beginning, but is there any any other way? Is that the only way? Um, yeah, I mean, like a lot of this stuff with training, I feel like you can hear it, you can hear it, you can hear it, but until you literally go through it and see it and you're like, oh, okay, uh, sorry, I don't know how to decline. Okay, sorry about that. Got a phone call. No, you're good. Uh, you're, good. you're busy. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, uh, where was I? Sorry, can you can you remind me where we were just at? <laughs> no, you're good. So let's actually, because instead of even repeating what we were talking about, let's divert it a little bit deeper back to the original point here of not blowing that first account. So when you funded your first account and you started to trade with the group that you were with before us, how was that process? And, and was it really the system that wasn't working or were you still overcoming some of those issues that we were just talking about and that wasn't working with the previous group? Um, with the previous group, I feel like I was much more like with our group we have the chat so you can really just talk to people you know what i mean it's very direct and with the other group i was with we were on um more of a form style thing so if i wanted to connect with people i had to kind of like more reach out towards people and i was a very reserved person very anxious very nervous so it was it's difficult it was difficult for me to reach out to people and so i didn't really feel like i was getting as much out of it as i could and when i look back even now looking back at my early trading journal, it's like, I wasn't really even trading the system. And I think if I had like, if I was trading with the community or if at least I was sharing my markups then people would have seen, they would have been like, oh, hey, you know, you're like, you're not doing it. Like you think you're putting in the work, you're just going through the motions because obviously if you were putting in the work, it would, it would show up on your charts and it's, it's, it's not. Right, the redundancy of like getting trapped in this repetitive, like, I think I'm busy, I think I'm busy, but you're not really productive, but I'm busy, but I'm not productive, but I'm busy, but I'm not productive, but I'm I'm trading, but I'm not learning, but I'm trading, but I'm like that repetitive thing. That's like this cycle of what I think even Dan and I, the guy who I did this first call with before you, he was saying the same thing that he caught himself a couple months ago in that same negative feedback loop of thinking that he's busy, thinking he's doing the right things, but in reality, he wasn't being productive. He wasn't growing. He wasn't pushing himself that way. So if you could go back to when you started, which is relatively recent, and I think for a lot of traders, you've had a shorter learning curve than most. If you could go back and shorten anything specifically, and this is kind of what we were talking about before with the mentorship, is there any aspect of trading? Is it specifically risk management that you would have said, let me take a look at this 1% per trade thing. That's questionable. I don't think I should go at that. Do you think there was something more specifically would you go back and try to cut the learning curve with? Um, I would probably start because it's something I never really did was compare my charts to other people's charts. Like I didn't compare my trades to anyone else's trades. I was like, you know, I need to learn this kind of like sure. by myself almost. And I think if I, if I was going to shorten my learning curve, I would have literally just shared more of what I was doing so that I could get corrected. That's it. Like that probably, I mean, I'm a year and a half now and I'm like kind of killing it, you know? I probably could have killed it within like six to, to, to nine months with just sharing 
being corrected and then moving forward mm -hmm. versus trying to correct myself 100%. with no real guidelines. Yeah. 100%. That is, and you know I'm in that same boat. Like, that is where, you know, every corny sentence and corny quote of accountability because it's true there is no growth there's no pushing ourselves further there's no actually getting better if we're not being held accountable for me it was putting my trades on social media starting to like mix my trading with my entrepreneurial spirit when i was able to do that it allowed me to be more accountable and it held me to a higher standard and then like i've talked to you about before it kind of fed the high achiever in me to reach that standard and, and, and actually get to that point. So I want to ask you about that too, because I was talking to somebody this morning about the, the aspect of trading where it gives us the ability every day to show up and be better. Does that motivate you? Like, do you focus on that as something that helps you jump out of bed every day and helps you stick to the rules and helps you, or does that, has that never crossed your mind? No, I definitely think that the um, the opportunity to literally do better every time that you come back to the charts is something that really, really helps helps me, like feeds my passion. Because before I was one of those people where I was like, oh, it's Monday, great, like the whole week, you know? And now I'm like, okay, it's Friday, like what can I do to get prepared for Monday? Okay, it's Monday, what am I doing to make sure I'm on track for the rest of the week? You know, what did I do on Monday that's going to help me on Tuesday? And yeah, it's just yeah like the the challenge of the market every day it's something different you know like you're still looking for the same setup but literally because no two days no no two moments in the market are like no two seconds are like every single trader isn't that was trading that i don't know 10 minutes ago isn't trading 10 minutes into the future so like every moment's unique and you just have to be prepared for that and i think that that really feeds into the ability of like why you want to keep going at it every day so what motivates you more than that? What, after you've done these conversations with Riley, those mindset coaching conversations, and I know you and her talk a lot, even past those conversations, what have you found recently that really motivates you to continue to get better? Because even like you said, I know you've been killing it. And I, that's why I wanted you on here, because I want you to be a, be a really good example of people that are new in our group, people that are just taking start in trading that, yeah, 12 months into this, you're going to feel a lot better than you are today. You know what I'm saying? And you're a perfect example of that. But what else motivates you? What else drives you now that you've tapped in deeper to your why? It seems like now more than ever. Tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, no, I feel like that too. And I think it's because um, before I was kind of like, I really tied all of my like self-value to being a trader. And I kind of treated trading as like this end goal. Um, whereas now I'm kind of expanding my identity. Like I'm more than just my trading and trading is a tool to get me to, 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 to really reach what I'm trying to do in my life, which is just simply help people. And I think trading is a great tool to help people because people that are into trading are, are trying to help themselves. And those are the, the best people to help. You Absolutely. know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think connecting with, with the reason that, all you know like i want to get good at trading so i can show other people too like hey you can come from a place where you didn't have money to eat groceries and like you know it's terrible like 20 dollars to last two weeks for two people is very hard it's very hard to stretch that but i'm trying to show people that like with enough persistence and just belief and and faith in yourself you can overcome that and i think trading is just a great avenue to do that i think the, that was so well said what do you think keeps people from jumping into trading? Like when you were, you know, go back two years, say from today, what was keeping you from jumping in? 
because now with your approach now and the mindset that you have now, it literally sounds like I'm talking to myself in the mirror half the time when I talk to you. And I love that because that I know is what can translate into, like you said, that to actually getting you from today to where you want to be. So what would you, you know, two years ago, think about where you were then. What do you think, if anything, has been the biggest change in the perspective that you apply, not to the market, not to anything else, but to yourself? Have you done any major self-reflection that's led to some type of perspective switch? Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's been a lot of, first it's just like one big aha moment. It's just been like a lot of little ahas here, a little tweak there. Like all the different books that I've read kind of give me another perspective or um, I've been uh, rereading Atomic Habits, the one that you recommended by James Clear. Yep. And I'm just like, wow, like I remember kind of reading it, but I didn't realize how much of that book I had truly like internalized with like focus on your process and like try and create systems around everything that you do. Because, uh, you know, the quote he says is like, you don't rise to the level of your goals, you fall to the, to the level of your systems. So if you have these systems in place as someone that, as I struggled with like mental health issues and stuff, like I want to make sure I have systems to fall back on. And to me, that's like probably been the biggest thing is like figuring out that I am a systematic person. I need to have things organized in a certain way. And that doesn't make it, uh, it doesn't make me any less of a person or a different kind of person. It just, that's just how it has to be. And that's okay. I think like a lot of self-acceptance too. What in your trading specifically have you had to organize to stay on track? Cause I can relate to that a lot. Like I have everybody's got their own issues, right? Like I know who I am internally and I know that I'm, I like to play. So what have you done to implement something into your trading? I know we talk all the time about our rules. You and I have worked specifically on our trading plans together, but what specifically for someone even listening that's maybe trying to tighten down, how could you direct them? Like what have you went at and said, look, this part of my trading needs no other way around it it has to be and then that kind of maybe have led to more i would assume systemizing um yeah um sorry you broke up a little bit so with my organization it was just like i need to i was doing my chart markups and i was just kind of keeping them by date i wasn't really tracking i was just like tracking the 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 markup and the uh the pair but now with like um something i'll do is i'll track up the 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 pair the direction the signal um, and then like the different, the specific entry entry formation. And that really just helps me so that when I'm going through my stuff and I'm like, oh, you know, I wanna look up um, like three candle formations. Like maybe I'm thinking about taking a trade on this three candle formation and I wanna make sure that this is something that's valid. Then I can just kind of like look through my markups and be like, oh, here's a three candle. Okay, this is what it should look like. Okay, here it is. So it just helps me like keep track of everything and. So it's easier to compare if I need to. Were you doing the markups like that and implementing the systems like that when you first started? Could that be something to kind of maybe tie us back to the original point? Could that be something that maybe helped you from ever blowing that first account? Like if you always been systematic to some extent, but then you maybe went more detailed over time? Yeah, exactly. I've always been somewhat systematic. And as I've been like dialing my process, I feel like that's been helping with my trading. Because before, like I'm like right now, something I'm working on is consistently choosing a time to do my markups. 
Whereas I do markups every day, it changes from, from day to day. And I really sure. want to dial that in. So if I'm like, you know, okay, every day at two o'clock, that changeover of day, that's when I do my markups. I'm so I'm trying to work on on uh, processes like that. Out of all of and that, that was I think when I cut off my question was like of those processes specifically, like that one right there, routine. That's a big one. What else in the trading have you systemized specifically? Because I know we've worked on our plans together. What else, maybe even for people like I was saying that are listening, that are trying to add something that are, is systemized, where would you direct them in their own trading? Um. I would just kind of direct maybe like with a pre-trading routine because that will help you get into the correct mindset that you want to be in to trade. Um, for me, that's uh, I do meditation. I just do 10 minutes right before I literally will sit in front of the chart. And before I even open the thing up, I just close my eyes. I take 10 minutes and I kind of just breathe. I slow my breathing down because I know that normally when I get to the charts, I get, I, you know, I get a little anxious. I'm like, you know, ready. I'm like, oh boy, we have the charts, market's open, I'm this my time to trade, you know? And I'm like, to kind of counteract that, I'm like, okay, so I need to slow down before I even get to the charts. So that way, if I like feel myself kind of getting anxious, I can be more cognizant of that. So maybe some process would be create a pre-trading routine to help you slow down before you get to the charts. Because I think a lot of us, a lot of us start going too fast because we get excited, you know? Especially if it's been slow, and you really are just itching to just get into a trade, you know you need to make sure that you're being, you know, cognizant of your rules and stuff. So just kind of create a pre-trading routine to help you slow down, focus, get ready, and then you'll be prepared to trade and, and you'll be able to make more uh, clear-headed decisions. And I think that'll help a lot of newcomers. I, I definitely agree with you 100%. With what you were saying about avoiding those bad trades and like slowing down overall, I feel like that's the death by a thousand paper cuts kind of thing where if you're taking every trade idea that you have, you're not gonna make money in my opinion. And I think you'd agree with me there too. You won't make money in the long term if you just take every idea that you have. You're supposed to generate a lot of ideas. And I actually can take a quote from Mike Belfiore. He said, the best, like most elite traders generate the most trade ideas. Think about it, law of numbers, you know what I mean? And we are playing in a game where that does apply. So if you generate the most ideas but can control yourself from getting into all of those trades and you can be selective in the ones that you want, that's where I think you can definitely find what we would call an edge. So before you were with us, and again, back to the topic, still staying on the topic, I should say, of how you didn't blow that first account. How did that first account grow? Because I know you said you went into less than 15% drawdown, which is like incredible in the first account because most people go straight to 100% and then they trash the account, right? Other than that, like after that low point at whatever that was, how have you come back from that and what was, the the turn there like what caused you to hit that point and say you know what this is not going to continue anymore um i hit i think i hit the worst part of my drawdown and then i hit like a seven percent winner like right after that right wow and then i was That's like crazy. okay there's there's something there's something going on here right like this isn't this was a lucky trade i looked at it and that seven percent winner actually ran 13 percent in like two days it was kind of an, an insane move yeah so wow. I was like, okay, wow. I am missing something. And I was, so I was like, you know, maybe is it the strategy? And I was like, well, I'm paying a lot of money for this. Maybe I'll just take some time away and kind of sit on my own and figure out, is this the time frame for me? Is this the structure that I want to be trading, you know? And I think after that, I, I just really slowed down. I wasn't trading very much because I wasn't involved with any community at that point. 
and that kind of really stopped the bleeding. I mean, if you're not trading, you can't lose money. And then, um, exactly. Yeah. And then turning it around was just, I chose to join ASFX because I was like, whoa, um, you know, the, the, the system I was trading before, they were like, indicators are crap, you know, you can't use them. They lag and they're inefficient and they're just, they're, you're never going to make money trading that way. And I was like, well, maybe I will because this guy seems to do it. And so I just kind of took a chance and because the system really communicated with me, it was like, you know, it was on the one minute chart, the 15 minute chart. This is what I wanted to do. I wanted to be, if, I, if I'm gonna lose a trade, I wanna know that I'm just gonna lose it. You know, I don't wanna be in a trade for two days and then it turns against me. Like that is so drawn out, you know, like, so I, I found point, a system like investing, that actually, not investing, not even trading. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it takes so long for that. And so finding a system that really spoke to me and that fit my personality, I think is where it really changed. Like, you know, they, they say not to system hop. And I think that that, that should be almost qualified in a way, like don't system hop from one month to the next month to the next month. But if you've given a sure. system six months, you know, and, and you've back tested it and, and you're just not really cohesive with it, maybe try something else, you know? So, right, because yeah. it's it definitely not for everybody. You know what I mean? There's people that make money without indicators, like you were saying, but that's just not what, you know, what works for us. But it's interesting too, you were with a group that was closed-minded to the idea of indicators making money. Anything in our group, has anything ever been closed-minded? I think we're probably the most open-minded group. I'm like, yo, who's got the best idea? Because, you know, the truth of the matter is, is it has nothing to do with anybody's ego, nothing to do with anybody's business. We're here to make money, whether it's with indicators, without indicators. I don't care what you need. Tell me how we're going to make money. That's the point of all of this. I feel like that's another thing I've watched you transform with, your approach of being very analytical, let me analyze what I'm doing every day, but then also stepping back and looking at the bigger picture. I'm like, I'm here to make money. And the only way that I'm going to make money is by actually kind of tightening it in. So then that kind of stretches it out, but brings it back in at the same time. So it's an interesting like double perspective you get from there. And I've watched you kind of grow into that. Now with where you were, if you could go back to the day, because I think a lot of people, you know, follow you and I, they know that we're going to, that we work together. They know what's up. I think they're going to end up coming to you and asking you questions about ASFX. If you could go back to when you were on the fence of joining, when you had just seen me the first time or I had just sent you that first message, whatever it was, what would you tell yourself now if you could go back and talk to yourself then? Um, I'd probably tell myself, I'd be like, dude, if you're super nervous about trying to change systems, just, just reach out. Literally just talk to someone like you, you know, you made it so that you were very approachable, you know, because I, I see, I think you have like over 40,000 followers now. You weren't that big when no, I had 45, 40, 45, 45. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. Yeah. 45,000 <laughs> followers, you know, that's like nothing to scoff at. So it was like, uh, I, I felt comfortable kind of like approaching you and just being like, Hey, I'm going to buy your course. You know, I'm just letting you know. Um, mm -hmm. so if I could go back and let's say you had that, that many followers now, I would just find someone to reach out to and talk to. Like, it's so yeah. easy to just verify that there's real people trading this system. Like, I feel like a lot of people that are getting scammed out of money, they're not trying to reach out and talk to anybody. You know, exactly. they're just over, they're just giving their money, handing their money over to someone. And it's like, do you even feel, well, you, literally, do, can you feel bad for them at that point, right? Exactly. It's like, what research did you do? Did you even like look anything? Did you even type their name into Google? You know what I mean? At, it, at once you gave somebody even $300, like you're giving away any amount of money, but you didn't even look me up 
you just gave it to an Instagram account that had pictures of me. That doesn't even, you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't even make sense, but that's why it's hard for, for it to feel bad. But at the same time, the approach that we can then bring, like, like literally I've got a guy who I've been talking to for a couple of weeks. He got scammed by a fake account of me. This is real. Like this is very real. He's probably watching this video. And then literally that day was like, yo, I'm going to sign up with you as soon as I can, you know, get my money back together and get this thing back in the line. I don't want to dip into my savings for this. I just want to make the money back with my regular job and then I'm going to buy it from you. I was like, totally understand. But to see him take that flip and just be like, I just got scammed, but I'm still going to come buy the real thing. That's what still keeps me going. That's what motivates me more than anything. Cause then it's like, there's still people out there that are willing to go through it and eat it. Like I did just to see the get, just to get the get at the end. You know what I mean? Just to get the value at the end. So it's, it's motivating at the same time. It's like, you don't feel bad. You've got to feel bad for some of them. You know what I mean? You don't feel too bad, but then at the same time, you find some really awesome people that are just so hungry, you know, like you, like me, like Ryan, like everybody that's been in our group for a while. You know what I mean? With the, um, the way that you've kind of grown inside your trading, how has that applied to your personal life and things outside of trading? Because I feel like the perspective of hey, I can go into trading and I can be one of those select people that never blows an account and I can have that discipline and that skill. How have you then taken where you started there, which is, I would say, higher than the average, how you've taken that up in your trading, but how has that translated over into your personal life and maybe amplified the way you handle relationships, conflict, communication, anything specific come to mind? Um, I will say... I have, because of my, my own belief in myself, I've been able to really inspire and push some of the people that are really closest to me and that mean a lot to me to really just go for what they want to go for. Like, I'm like, dude, you know, just, you've seen me just eating crap for so long now. And now you see it, it's finally paying off. And I'm like, and you're at a place where you don't even have to eat the crap like that. You know what I mean? Like, go for your dreams just chase what you want dude because it's like if you just work for it and you know and you know that you are going to accomplish it you really can't and like having like having almost like proof of that has been very powerful for me to like use it to to help motivate other people around me and um yeah and then like with with um yeah with like having to tighten down my rules and stuff like that. Like I've really been trying to focus on being more disciplined in my personal life. Like, okay, I want to make sure I'm like, if I'm going to do these chart markups every day, then I should read these pages every day, like 10 pages of a book. If I'm going to do 10 chart markups, you know, like it's helped with my, um, my discipline off the charts minus exercise. I'm just lazy right now, but <laughs> I'm still working on that too. That's the cool that's the quarantine life for all of us. When they close the gyms, it's hard. You know what I mean? But so that, that gets a little bit of a pass, I guess, for me, but <laughs> I feel like that's exactly what I've seen from you too. Is like, even with your content now that you're creating on social and everything like that, like the discipline has translated now from trading, it's somehow seeped its way into your real everyday life. And it's pretty cool to see that because it's like, um, in the same way that who you hang around, you become the habits that you implement in one area of your life, if you're really firm on them, it's almost like they translate over. And that's something I'm sure that you've taken also from that Atomic Habits book. They translate over then into every other area of your life. You know what I mean? So if you yeah. could go back, one more question for now, as far as flashback, could you, again, because it's coming from someone like me, who's, when, he, when I first started, you know, I mean, I blew a ton of accounts, $100 account, $100 account, clipped them off like it's nobody's business because I didn't have any idea of what risk management was. If you could go back and 
you know, work with someone like me. Like, let's say you're in the position that you're in now, that you know what you know now, but you see someone who's struggling and they're trying to just find their way. How could you prevent them? If you could tell them anything, what would you tell them to prevent them from blowing that first account? Like, yo, they're about to fund it. They just put the money in. They're about to go forward. You see them. How do you check them to make sure they don't blow that first account? Um, I would ask them, like, first off, like, you know, what, why are you, why are you trading? Like, if you're trading to make money for your family later on, do you think that risking this whole hundred dollars in one trade is respectful to them? You know what I mean? Like you, I've got that from you. It's like how, how you're treating your account is essentially how you're treating what you hope to accomplish with that account. So if you're just going to blow that account, obviously the dream that you're trying to, to chase with that account, it means nothing to you. But if it means something to you, then maybe you should just slow down and think about that. You know, just try and be respectful of whatever dream it is. Like it's your dream. You're the only person that can respect it. Nobody else really cares. I want it so bad. I want it right now. How are you going to tell me to respect it and slow down? I want it right now. I need it right now. It's just like, uh, man, because like you just like I face this all the time, especially like I had a conversation with Riley about um, something that I want, which is the more you pull on it, it's almost like you're white knuckling it and you're pulling, you're trying to like pull it towards you. And it's, you know, nobody wants to be pulled like that. Like, nobody's like, like I'm not going to give someone a hug that's like pulling on me. But if you just like open your arms and you're like, hey, come on in, you know, you, you bring it in, you attract it and you're confident, you know, gentle with it. Like blowing accounts is just kind of like, you're trying to punch it in the face. Like, no, that's not how you win at life. Even, you know, you don't punch life in the face. You, exactly. you dance with it. You flow with it, you know? Exactly. And that's like a, a parallel that you get, right. Exactly. From your trading into real life whenever I, the reference, literally, it's funny. We're having the same conversation. I should do all of these recordings with all of the traders, like the first 10 and see how many times I have the same conversation before I put it out. Literally me and Dan said the same thing, the same thing. That's so crazy. And you both share the same opinion on it, which is interesting. You know what I mean? But at the same time, not surprising. If you, my last question for you, I want to kind of tie things together here is if you could be in the position that you are in now, which you're now set up to grow and help other people, which is a part of your why and a part of what you want to do. If you could be in this position a year ago, do you think you would be further ahead now just because of the year that you would have behind this idea? Or do you think it would be a detriment? Do you think you needed to go through the losses? You needed to eat it. You needed to struggle. You needed to feel the downs in order to feel the highs. Is there any way that anybody listening this far into our conversation could maybe cut a couple of those downs out if you could look back on it? Um, no, because I kind of feel like everything is like timing is everything, you know, and you may think that you're ready for something. Um, and you're just, you're just not, if the universe, I I've been in a position where I got a windfall of money and I should not have gotten a windfall of money because I was in no position to, to, to do anything with it. I didn't have any rules in place. I didn't learn the techniques and stuff that I needed to, to turn that money into more money. And I ended up blowing it all, you know? So it's like, I feel like I def if if this was given to me a year ago, I would have screwed it up. I probably would have blown my account. I would have had everybody blowing accounts. We would have been, I don't know, just going crazy because I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I mean? I needed to go through all of those losses. I needed to go through those sleepless nights. I needed to have all of the existential crises of like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm pounding my head into the wall and coming back for more. Like, who does that? 
Like I needed to go through all of that so that I could help people. But I still think that a lot of people, like no matter how much we tell them, they're still gonna have to hit that wall at least a little bit. You know what I mean? It's just, cause you're gonna be, it's natural. Like even if you were really great. It's like you're, you're fighting gonna, human bias. Yeah, you're, you're just, you just gotta go through a little bit of struggle so you can see why, you know, like why we're saying what we say. Like, okay, trade, you know, one of the things, um, one of my favorite uh, like trading cliches is like the trend is your friend. And it's like, until you really try to tr trade against the trend repeatedly, you really won't understand why the trend is your friend. <laughs> try to call 16 reverse. You never know that. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like you just kind of have to go through that. That's so true. <laughs> yep. Yep. With the, with the one point that you said today that really stuck out with me that I didn't expect us to touch on was what you were mentioning about mentorship. So I guess the last thing, if you could leave everybody the new traders, the struggling traders, and even some of the people that are maybe consistent but want to add something to it, how would you position to them the idea of mentorship? Because a lot of people think they don't need it. A lot of people think that education isn't worth it. A lot of people think that they can just put money in trading and either they start making money and they think that's the only way, or they still are stubborn and they just continue to throw money at it without mentorship. So how would you pitch them the idea that mentorship is the shortcut to success? Um. I mean, like you think Barry Bonds was out batting by himself and that's how he became a, one of the greatest hitters of all time. Do you think Michael yeah. Jordan didn't play with a freaking coach? He didn't have people teaching him and, and correcting him and making sure that he was doing the things that he needed to do to make sure that his team was winning. You know what I mean? It's like crazy because people come into, so into trading because it's like, oh yeah, there's just a $10, uh, you know, $10 barrier to entry, essentially. You, right. you got 10, 10 bucks, you can be a trader. <laughs> and it's kind of like the equivalent of, um, I think someone said it was like, yeah, like you could be, it's the equivalent of being told that you hear surgery exists and you go out and buy a scalpel and then you just are doing surgery. You're just doing brain surgery. Like you, you're not going to, you might be able to save someone's life once. Yeah. But you're in the end, you're not going to do real well long-term, you know? Right, it's just like, right. you just have to, you have to get that guidance. It's just so much easier. Like, do you want to learn how to trade and do it all on your own in four years? Or do you just want to, I don't know, learn from someone else and cut that four years down to one year, down to two years, right. you know? Because again, you're never saying that it's going to be overnight. You're never saying that it's going to be this like instant thing. Even with mentorship, that's never what it's going to be. Even the guys that come in and do well off the jump, they still end up reaching a point of struggle at some point in that first year where they hit a downturn, where they fall into a bias, where they do go a little negative or whatever it may be. And then they need to be pulled out. And that's like what you're saying. I think every high performance person has had a coach, even actors and actresses. They have, um, I don't know if you'd call them therapists, maybe just life coaches, whatever you'd like to call them that, that do, cons they consult with about big decisions. Every high performance person has coaches and mentors in their life. So to think that trading is anything but that is crazy. I definitely agree with you. And I love that example of the scalpel without ever getting <laughs> your medical degree. That's pretty funny. So for everybody that is still here with us, we appreciate you so much. Gwendolyn, tell everybody where they can find you. I'm going to put all of Gwendolyn's information down in the description so you guys can get in touch with her. But if you want to just let them know where you're at, G, I appreciate it. Yeah, um, you can find me. Uh, Instagram is amber.gwendolyn. And if you look me up on uh, Facebook, it's just Gwendolyn Bridges. I like it. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Gwendolyn and I appreciate you very much for hanging out with us. If you want to get in touch, links are in the description below. And we'll see you guys in the next video. See you guys.
Thank you for listening to today's money. If you want to check out the video that goes along with this episode, there's a link in the show notes. Now make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to so you don't miss any future episodes. And if there's anything that I can do to help you along your trading journey, please reach out to me. My contact info is in the description as well. Thank you very much and I'll see you in the next episode.